2: one-off special today boys so we had our draft spectacular last night where there were a few of you around at mine and then a few others on zoom which was uh, which was good fun getting to see some of the boys for the first time uh faces to names and all that stuff although there was a fair bit of silence as we were going through and without concentrating on it and um, so we just need a bit of a recap really immediate thoughts feelings and what's going off but to start with scully i'll come to you And we'll kind of work our way around all of us to start with. But going into the draft, now that we've had it, there's no need for a poker face or if anyone else is listening that's in our our league. What was your strategy going in to start with?
0: Didn't really have one, to be fair. I think I woke (laughs) up uh, yesterday morning quite excited for the draft and um, kind of had an epiphany during during having a shower, (laughs) which was... um, Basically, if Josh Allen's there when it comes to me, I'm taking him. So um, that that was that was practically it. And then once that happened, I think I reverted to the strategy of I need to try and find balance within that team and just take who's who's the best player available to me. I think there was also some what we discussed last week, taking some of the favourite players or players that you like as well during that. I mean, that was probably evident with my second pick. I took Nick Chubb. I was always going to take him, I think, if he if he fell to me one or two. And I'm picking 11, he wasn't going to go 12 or 13, in my opinion. So I was always going to pick him up early on in the second round. So, like I said, not really much of a strategy. I just took Alan because that was a feeling that I had uh, if he was going to drop to me yesterday morning. And then everything else... I just wanted to take what, what was available and um, I, th- I probably took a bit of a chance as well. I wanted to, I put, I've, I've drafted a lot of rookies, <laughs> a lot of rookies. So at least a couple of those, hopefully is going to have a, another uh, season like, like Chase did last year, who last season I picked up on, on waivers after week one and look look how well he did. So I thought I'm not going to take it to chance this, this season. There were a lot of rookies that we talked about during some of the other podcasts um so i wanted to snap them up and and i'm quite happy with with how that was re- how that turned out
2: so i guess some that might be listening might be thinking josh allen is not what's the word like if you wanted him you could have just go got him but you were picking at 11 weren't you so i know in a lot of the mock drafts that we've been done one of the ones that we did he went number one, so there's a good chance that if other people are thinking a similar thing, he he could have gone one to ten. So it wasn't a case of right, as long as I get my quarterback, then then I've got him. Were you thinking anything else around um, where you might get a tight end or even defense or a backup quarterback or kicker? Were you thinking about any of them at all, or or again just kind of seeing how it goes, seeing how it plays out?
0: So in a lot of mock drafts that I did, um, I sometimes took Kels sometimes first, sometimes second. Again, trying to, trying to draft in those mock drafts around about 10, 11, etc. To see where he landed. He usually would fall to me. And in some I'd take, I'd go quite receiver heavy. Some I'd, I'd look at taking um, taking some of the better running backs if they fell. They didn't usually fall that further, so, far. So my, in, in the mock drafts, usually my, my strategy was to take the two best receivers at, at that point. This I went completely different, and uh, like I said, I think part of that was I was I going to take Kelsey, um, and then again we were talking last week about about tight ends, and I thought one of the ones that I mentioned was was Schultz, and I thought he could be attainable for me a little bit later on, so uh, yeah, that that was it. Nick Chubb fell to me at um, at two, I took him. Um, again, I went went in in the third round i think i took uh, travis etienne um because again i thought they were going to be the top top level running backs are are gone top level wide receivers are gone and i thought he's probably the next best value to take at three um and then i I think i took i think i took a receiver at four um could have been McLaurin from uh from Washington, so I tried to look for balance. I think as I, as I was going through, taking the best players that were available, thinking a little bit of a, a little bit ahead on who I could potentially get a little bit later, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty happy with how it turned out.
2: Yeah, and as I'm just looking at your roster, now, so so yes, you didn't, no backup quarterback, just one quarterback on your roster. Yeah, two tight ends. We'll get into specifics um a little bit later on, but two tight ends and and yeah, then Browns kicker browns defense as well any reasons being again i guess your two tight ends both solid tight ends i guess schultz and then another browns player but uh, and then njoku as well on your roster but again we, we were always planning on picking up a tight end or was it again was it a case of that no other receiver or running backs jumping out let's grab a tight end
0: I was always going to take Njoku. I always wanted two tight ends on the roster. Uh, I knew no one else was going to take him. He was too far down. Um, no one really, I don't think, in our group values him. So I, I knew I was going to pick him up really late. And I did. I think he was on my 13th pick or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was always taking two tight, tight ends and I was always taking Njoku. Um, no, I... I like I said before, and I might have been joking a little bit, but uh, if Baker Mayfield hadn't been auto-drafted uh, by, by someone in the group and he'd have felt to me, I'd have probably taken him with that pick uh, that he got auto-drafted at. So probably about, was it, 11, 12 as well to have a backup quarterback. But then from the quarterbacks that were left over, I, I didn't see there were there was any point. And uh, that's why. I kind of stocked up a little bit on, on rookies, but uh, rookie running backs, rookie, rookie wide receivers are so ones that are going to be starters. And then some ones that if they're running back one, for example, falls, um, they've got a good shot at taking, taking that spot or, or taking some reps anyway, uh, maybe being a third bound, uh, third round, uh, back. So namely uh, spiller, obviously behind Eckler, um, and Walker from Seattle, who's uh, now in line really behind um, uh, Rashad Penny because uh, Carson's obviously retired. So mm. I think I think I'm happy with both of them. They're not going to start. They're not going to start early, but they could they could uh, get some reps and get some games if any of the uh, uh, the running back ones drop off.
2: Yeah, I think I think where you pick those up as well. It, it, it is that perfect mix that you, you're just scraping the barrel, aren't you? I think those last few rounds, it is when kickers do start to go, which is when the defence starts to go. Randall Cobb always seems to spring to mind when it's either the veterans that are going to be kind of under the radar, they'll get a few points, or, or yeah, do you take a punt on someone who, who might not even get a snap, or they might reel it off and start scoring uh, multiple touchdown games uh week three four five and it's someone worth keeping on your roster it's funny that again you say that you didn't really have much of a strategy <laughs> well i don't know if that what it says about me but my strategy was probably similar to that well so well they're similar as, as in the outcome but um but i did have one so so mine was a lot more i wanted to have two solid running backs um from the first three rounds so Again, depending on who fell to me at number 10, I'd happily pick up a running back at, at number 10. But if not, I'd want to make sure that I've got two decent running backs, starting running backs within my first three picks. So picks 10, 15, and then 34. Outside of that, I knew that um, rounds four, five, or six, I'd be happy with the quarterbacks going there. So again, whether that be Kyler Murray, possibly Lamar Jackson if he fell, um Hurts stafford maybe someone around that area i knew it wasn't going to get josh allen i knew it wasn't get, going to get patrick mahomes herbert even but i'd have been happy with that mid-round um after that similar for tight ends really so it wouldn't have been the top five that we've mentioned um whether it be kind of Knox, goddard schultz someone around that area i ended up picking up uh, Zach Ertz in the sixth round so, again, more than happy. Again, he's not going to be Mark Andrews. He's not going to be top of the point scoring, I wouldn't have thought, but consistent and, and did very well once he went to the Cardinals last season. And hopefully that's more of the same. Um, and although I did pick up DeAndre Hopkins, he were, I think Ertz might take a lot of his catches for those first six games anyway. Outside of that, um, I think like we just mentioned, really just looking for that big upside in the later rounds, just taking some big gambles rookies, whatever it might be, um, running backs, receivers in those later rounds. Um, and then and then no kickers, no defence. So again, if I, I'd have took Tucker, if he was there in the last couple of rounds, I'd have took the Bills defence if they were there in the last couple of rounds. But other than that, personally, I didn't want to take up a roster spot. I know we're only a week away from the season starting. I didn't want to take a roster spot just in case someone else gets injured or whatever it might be. It could be one of the running backs, receivers I picked up in those last couple of rounds that end up, um, making a bit of a splash. So and for me, even throughout the season, really defense, especially I, I tend to kind of chop and change defense each week, um, depending on who the offense is, the offense is that they're playing against. If they're playing against the giants, playing against Texans, maybe um, playing against, uh, I don't know, playing against the lions, potentially maybe pick up those defenses that, that are more likely to get interception sacks against teams that score less points. Um, not not bulletproof, not the best of tactics always, but um, but it's more of what you can save on the other end, hopefully, and, and who can stand out.
0: Um, again, I think uh, really really balanced in terms of your your team, though. Um, did you take Mixon first? Was that your first pick?
2: Yeah, it was, and I think out there at number ten, I think it was Mixon or you missed him Obviously, Chubb was around there. Um, I think it. Might have been Dalvin Cook maybe potentially. But yeah, but yeah, went went for Mixon. Few few options, but yeah, I thought I'd get that good running back, hopefully, ready for a good season.
0: I mean, even even though you you said that you wanted to take a, a strong core of running backs early on, you've also got a decent receiver core to be fair. So you've gone for running backs, Mixon, Montgomery, uh, Akers. Um obviously you picked up James Cook as well, who could who could be good, depending on how they use him or, or how his season turns out for for Buffalo um, Patterson as well for for Atlanta. I mean, he Tom spoke about him in uh, in one of the other podcasts of how yeah. how well he he did for him when he picked him up late last season. But then you've still not neglected your, your wide receiver positions. You picked up Judy. Obviously, he's got um, Wilson throwing to him now. Um, Boyd. I know he's not the the main one out of, out of that three, but is still, still very good for, for Cincinnati. You've got Jarvis Landry who's going into uh, that, that offense that so Saints are trying to, trying to build, uh, seem to be building around um, Winston. So, uh, no, really stronger than obviously Debo Samuel you've picked up. So uh, you've still got kind of that X factor as well at, at receiver.
2: Yeah, hopefully. And hopefully that's the case. And I think that's where, again, not having a backup quarterback, not having a backup tight end. And as much as all my eggs are in one basket and they're all on there on Hurts, I think um, we spoke about it afterwards, but the, the probably the best quarterback that wasn't picked up in our draft was Ryan Tannehill. So, um, so for the Eagles bye week, when Hurts doesn't play, if it is Tannehill, I'd pick him up for a week. Um, if it's someone else that's standing out by then, or someone else that gets dropped, or someone else has had their bye week and then gets dropped by another team, um, I, I'm happy to do that. I think, and, instead of filling up a roster spot, I think the other ones that um, I say it's, I, I wouldn't necessarily say good call or not. We might be saying something at, at the end of the season, but Jarvis Landry for me was a big pick in the 11th round, maybe a little bit earlier than he could have been. But again, when he—I remember him being kind of far down on the ADP rankings when I got him, um, and then right at the end as well, Kenyan Drake, which obviously doesn't have a team at the minute. But I suppose that's where you can keep an ear in a ear out and see, keep an eye on the news. He's training with the Ravens. It looks like he might sign with the Ravens. They've got other injuries at running back. He might end up starting, but because he's not got a team, he's not on the ADP. He's not on the rankings. He wasn't anywhere top of that list, so it's it's just a reminder not to neglect anyone on on there. I think there are a few players like that as well, Scully, weren't they? That who were the other ones that we mentioned a few like Buccaneers before, have not we? That Julio Jones,
0: someone picks him up, and you're like,
2: oh yeah, that's where he's
0: gone. He's still around. But um, I mean, you've uh, you've done well there as well, because uh, I know Drake's taking up a roster spot at the minute. But if he does land somewhere, like you're saying, it could be Baltimore, and that. And he could go straight in, like you just mentioned. But you've also got Hopkins that you've put straight onto uh, your reserve. So that's six games that he can sit there. No one else is going to pick him up. And then you've got lots of people there that you can you can drop, put him back in. Obviously, if Drake doesn't find a team or he doesn't find the right landing spot, etc. Some of your other players don't don't work out. You've got you've got Hopkins to come in, which could be which could be really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's loads of players I think that probably went a little bit under the radar, forgotten about a little bit, and <laughs> surprised that they uh, they went so late when they actually went.
2: Yeah, the other one that springs to mind as well is Michael Thomas. And even while we were on and while we were chatting yesterday, that I think someone picked him up.
0: Albert, and, I think. Uh, yeah, great, yeah, and great,
2: half great. half of us were like, oh, brilliant pick. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> forgot about him. And the other half were like, nope, he's passed it. He's gone. james Winston's not going to do anything throwing to him. Uh, so, so even when those players do go, uh, it's, it's quite funny. Uh, who's the other one? So similar to Kenyon Drake as well. So yeah, so DeAndre Hopkins. So I picked him up. So I guess I used a seventh round pick. But, um, but yeah, got him. And I think he's inevitably, he's going to be injury free once he comes in back playing in the seventh round. Uh, week seven but yeah he's but he can go straight to your reserve bench and again freeing up another roster spot which I've currently got well, I think i currently got um, Beckham Jr. on waivers to see if he comes in which again free agent but I do expect that if he does and probably when he does sign with the team it's not going to be with the Lions it's not going to be um, with Texans or anyone, it's probably going to be back with the Rams or back with a decent team, decent offence with a decent quarterback that, um, that he'll hopefully pick up some points if and when he does come back in. But again, it's just options really, isn't it? Again, I need to drop a couple to get a kicker and a defence uh, before next Thursday anyway. So not all that much of a difference on those.
0: No, true. And, and I mentioned about quite, picking up quite a few of my rookies but and probably not having so much of a strategy, but I think they were the ones that I picked... I might have reached a little bit and took them early but it's because i wanted them and i've mentioned in a couple of podcasts before that these a couple of these are the ones that i really wanted in in both the the ohio state guys in wilson and olive and i was able to pick both of them up which i'm quite excited about and i'm struggling with not starting olive but it's like who who do i drop him for because uh I, that's what I mean, That's right. I'm quite quite happy with my team and, and the balance in it and and the options that I've got and I'm really kind of struggling in terms of who I'm going to drop for who. So uh, yeah, overall successful. Yeah,
2: very good. And and I'm just looking as well. So overall for our league as well. So first pick uh, was Jonathan Taylor. I'll just run through that first round. So first pick was Jonathan Taylor. Um, second pick was Christian McCaffrey. Third went Cooper Cup. Fourth Austin Eckler. At fifth, second receiver, so Justin Jefferson. Six was the third, so Jamar Chase. Najee Harris down at seven, um, which again, if he has another season like last season, uh, just his, but in his second year, it'll be on fire. Derek Henry went eighth, uh, which again, we were comparing him a lot of the evening to Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, even if he plays eight games, he's probably scoring 30, 40 points every single one of those eight games, as opposed to Derek Henry he's more likely to play all, all 14, 15, 16, whatever it is in your in your league. and um, but, but a lot more consistent. He's getting the ball. He's scoring touchdowns whenever he gets it. At ninth pick, Stefan Diggs. So what's that, the fourth receiver taken? Mixon, I took at 10. 11, you took Josh Allen. Uh, and then Dalvin Cook rounded it off at number 12. So a real good mix. And as I wouldn't have thought before, and a lot of receivers taken up there. Um, but understandably, when you look back, and I think uh, we've not had the yet. we've not had the email come through yet where where the nfl dot com ranks everyone's and where we should be. But um, and Charlie, we'll come to you. So, what about you then? Did, what was your draft strategy beforehand, and, and and how did that play out?
1: Before we talk about mine, I'm still confused about yours. To be honest, in terms of you not picking a kicker or a defense, I mean, so close to start a season, surely you're gonna have to drop somebody off. Could you not have looked at who was going to be playing who and then taken them sort of last two rounds? I mean, who did you pick up, uh, 14th and 15th?
2: So I could have, um, and it, and it would have been that one. It would have been the last couple of rounds. So 14th round, yeah, I picked Devontae Parker, 15th Kenyon Drake. So, yeah, so two players that I suspect they might be the ones that I do drop. But if I'd have picked someone up, it, it wouldn't have been jumping ahead of someone else picking up. I think Eagles' defense is still available. Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe Mason Crosby's still available, something like that. So I don't think it's instead of anybody else to try and get the edge or get the jump on anyone else. So
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Um, I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I could have, if I did, maybe looked at it, planned it a bit beforehand. I saw an article today, actually, where... There's a particular defence, which I'm not sure if they're available or not still. But but they have got a decent matchup weeks one and two. Um But but I think they're so interchangeable anyway. Again, Bill's defence last season was unbelievable every game. I think Tucker, the points that he scored was unbelievable. But apart from that, even some of your good defenses, which I don't like saying it, but the Cowboys with the takeaways that they got last season, they did, but then playing against a good offense. They didn't get that, or they yeah. did score points on the Cowboys. So it's it's not it's not as consistent as as it is in real football. With mm-hmm. like, again, it's not based on tackles, or it's not based on pressures on the quarterback, or anything like that. So um, so yeah, maybe and, and maybe next season it might all uh, all fall into place a little bit better.
1: Yeah, what I'm thinking is it some sort yeah. of like wild <laughs> tactic that he's going for here? Is this something that I'm not aware of? And then when your team was put together, I'm thinking. This guy's still not got no kicker, no defence. <laughs> yeah.
2: It does still feel weird that when you when you do optimise and you can see your points predicted against uh, next week's opponent and I've got two positions down still. It's, it's still a bit strange, but yeah. every next Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll get mm. someone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fair one. Yeah, so in, in terms of mine, um, initially, I think uh, you were aware of this, Ash, that I was a little bit disappointed Um When I came away, I thought I'd spent so long looking at what I was going to do. And I felt a bit of peer pressure. I think on one of the occasions, you sat beside me going, go on, take a running back, take a running back. Got in his head. Um, Yeah, got in my head and uh, I (laughs) I sort of lost my way a little bit. So I went into it wanting a really strong wide receiver core. Um, That was my strategy to pick up at least uh, three top receivers um, and then try and pick up some of the others that could potentially um, be big this year. One of them I was after, I think, Scully, you picked up just before me. I, I wanted Ayuk. Uh, I think I sent you a trade request for him earlier. i already seen it and rejected it. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Um, I, he was another one that I, I wanted. Uh, but I managed to get the... Uh, two receivers that I wanted from the first three rounds I wanted to pick up big receiver first round um a running back so that I'd got a, a sort of a, a a core running back second round and then hopefully drop on for Pittman third round he was really the only one that I wanted third round uh I think he's got potential uh, with the new quarterback to end up um up there definitely top 10 so uh, to still get him in the third round, I was delighted. So the start of it was exactly as I wanted, and then I sort of left uh, the strategy that I'd gone for. Um, my, I ended up picking up Waller um, in the fourth round. I'd sort of set a, court, a, a group of tight ends. Um, we think we spoke about it before. There's quite a drop-off. Uh, In terms of tight end, you've got Travis Kelsey, Andrews, Waller, Pitts, Schultz. And then after that, there seems to be a huge drop um, down to your potential. So I I wanted to get one of those. I think at that point, two had gone. Uh, In fact, I think Pitts might have gone at that point as well. So Andrews, Kelsey, obviously, Scully, you picked up. uh, uh, Sorry, somebody picked up Kelsey in the first round, did they?
2: Not first round, I don't think, but it was pretty early on in the second. Yeah, he went closely followed by
1: Andrews. Yeah, so I saw those go in quick succession and thought we might end up getting a flurry. So I sort of swapped the way I was going to do things and I ended up taking Waller. But uh, I had, I then took Kyler Murray in the fifth. Again, I'd got a, a grouping of, I think, five quarterbacks that I was happy to take. Uh, as my QB one and uh at the point where I was taking I think the two of them were still left so I was happy to go with uh, Murray. I think the other one was uh Hertz who you picked up just after me Ash. Yeah. Um so yeah I was happy those first five and then everything just seemed to fall apart when I clicked on the wrong player uh on one of the rounds <laughs> And I think that's why I came away feeling a little bit dejected because at no point through any of the drafting that I'd done had I ever looked at having Tyler Lockett on my team or drafting him at any point and then I clicked on the wrong player. It might turn out to be a stroke of absolute genius. He could be an absolute beast. Um, I just can't see it happening. So, who
2: did, hang on, I'm just making a note of this just for midway through season. So you picked up Lockett and who did you
1: want?
2: Um R- it Higgins. was it went Higgins there, was it?
1: No. It was uh, Robert Woods, was I who I was. That who, was it. That's right. I was trying to pick.
2: So when Robert Woods is this year's Cooper Cup,
1: mm.
2: I'll just make note
1: of that lovely stuff. Yep. Um, so yeah, I was, I was like I say, apart up to that point, I was quite happy, um, and then I started to move away from a strategy. I mean, I've still got a solid um, wide receiver group, I think. In terms of G- uh, digs, Pittman, uh, Elijah Moore for the Jets, who's going to be there, wide receiver one, hopefully. Um, Tyler Lockett's not a bad pick, I'm not devastated with it, but like I say, he's not the guy that I was after. Um, and then I've sort of picked up a run. I've tried, I was trying to go down a similar route as I did last year in terms of running back. So last year, I had. Uh, Saquon Barkley as my high-end running back, and then I was looking as the season went on to pick up a running back who somebody maybe missed on waivers, um, just because of the injury potential with running backs. I didn't want to be putting so much emphasis emphasis on it in the top few rounds, and after that, your the the caliber of running backs drops off significantly. So my my, uh, aim was to just hang on and and pick somebody up later uh, and try and fill the, like I say, tight end quarterback, uh, wide receiver roles um, higher up and leave those running backs. And and I'll just keep an eye on uh, injury reports, anybody that's potentially going to drop in. Uh, I managed to pick up Pacheco later on, who's one of those. Yeah, I like that one. Um, yeah, people have been talking uh, quite highly of in uh, within the Chiefs, so we'll see how he gets on. I think that at the minute they're talking about him potentially being RB two, but see how uh, Edwards Alay gets on. He's not he's not been sparkling past few seasons, so if he if he doesn't start off great, potentially Pacheco drops into that, uh, and if he's in there as an RB one, I managed to pick him up relatively cheap. I think maybe. Nine, or 10th round. So, uh, yeah, I was happy with that. Yeah, well, 11th. So
2: I was going to say, I think uh, I like your 10th and 11th round picks for completely opposite reasons, really. So, yeah, you picked up Pacheco in the 11th, which has a lot of talk about him. And if he does play, I don't think Edwards has done much, really, the last couple of seasons. I'm probably just waiting for someone to, to really step up and take over, and he might be that. And then your 10th round pick was Michael Carter, which has been a lot of talk around um, uh, Bryce Hall.
0: Who went what round? Did someone really reached for him. I no? think
2: mid it Was he second even? Yeah. it I was think
1: took him third round.
2: Really early. Yeah. So there's a lot of talk about him, but again, being a rookie, I'm sure he'll have a great season and play a part, but from week one, I don't know, maybe from week three, maybe? So before then, and I think Michael Carter was good last season. He was wasn't bad at all for the Jets, so... If it is just a couple of couple of weeks you can get out of Michael Carter doing well, um, whether it's then I don't know. See how well you feel, bit of trade value after that mm. or um or just see what else is out there and can pick up if Bryce Hall does come in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's always somebody in the league that's not really paying attention to what's going on. So if uh, if he scores big first few weeks and then looks like he might end up dropping into the R B two role and Brees Hall taking over, then potentially I might be able to sucker somebody into to trade in for him if he does score big, unless I've just blown that out by saying it on here and anyone who's <laughs> listening. And I think you were the only one out of the three of us that took two quarterbacks, right? Yes. What, what was the reasoning behind that? Purely because uh, I, di- I didn't want to leave it to chance in terms of who was uh, going to be left. I wanted somebody that could fill in for that bye week um, and just should anything happen to to be one that I'm not relying on on the dregs that have been left in there that nobody wanted to pick up. Um I mean I've not gone massive I didn't I think it was quite late on but I ended up picking up Tua uh, purely based on the threats of Hill and, uh, and Waddle. Um if he's if he makes plays to them then he's going to score so and I, I think Tyree kills probably the one of the most influential players off, that's not a quarterback. Um, so I think it, he could raise his game, um, and you could see two are doing quite well. Plus, it's uh, the mix I was talking about when we were talking about quarterbacks in terms of one that's a bit more uh, run based for for Murray, and then two are um, not so much. So yeah, that would. Do you think you will? Stuff.
2: Do you think you will swap and change again if if what Dolphins are playing against? Uh, I don't know, Jags or they're playing against someone or, or, or they're playing against Bills and then the Cardinals are playing against Seahawks that week. Do you think you'll you'll swap and change at all or are you pretty set on Murray's one, two as just by week?
1: I, yeah, I think mindset going into it is Murray will be number one and it would have to be that he was struggling or uh, had taken a knock or if they were pe- playing somebody that I didn't think they he was going to perform particularly well against, then I'd maybe bring Tua in as opposed to Tua having played, playing against somebody that's maybe a bit weaker um, where he could have a strong game. I think it'd have to be the other way around that I, I thought Murray wasn't going to perform rather than Tua going to, if you with me. I think it depends as well on uh, the connection between Tua and Hill.
0: And, uh, and, and waddle as well, because if they really hit it off, that could be difficult to, to not blame. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think so. You,
2: you mentioned then about like bye weeks. I mean, I, I'll ask you to it in a minute like, what you thought about those, but it was just another, I think, if we'd have had a few more episodes on draft strategies, I think bye weeks would have probably come into that a little bit. Again, we were mentioning it yesterday, weren't we, live? When we were drafting about certain bye weeks, but it wasn't until I think round ten that I really looked. I thought there's enough going on here, there's enough complications who I'm picking, and it wasn't until like, round ten I thought, shit, I've got like three players here at bye week seven. Like I've not, I've not really looked at this too much, and and in fairness, I think it can probably eat you up a little bit um, if you focus on it too much and, and miss out on a decent player just because they've got the same bye week as someone else, but. But Charlie, were you were you looking at that from the start, or did you do the similar?
1: I, I wasn't. It it wasn't something that I was thinking I would pick um, somebody over somebody else just for a bye week. I mean, it's seventeen weeks. So if for one week you don't particularly score that well, uh, and you have to draft in somebody that maybe isn't you wouldn't normally have as a starter, then. Is it worth losing out on a star player just for that one week? I don't think so. So it wasn't something that I was particularly drafting, um, looking at, especially. But it, I had it in the back of my mind. I think looking at my team, I had a quick look through last night. I think there's one of the weeks I'm I'm missing a top. Uh, I think Aaron Jones and one of my receivers. Is on the same bye week, so I'll I'll probably have a bit of a struggle that week. I think it might be the Colts are play. I've got the same bye week, just from memory. So it might be Pittman and Jones together that might be missing the same. I guess more. depending on
2: how it lands, it, it it's, it's again it's those middle weeks and it? it's mm-hmm. between seven and whatever thirteen. I think all those bye weeks. So obviously we're we're, we're playing others. They've got players with bye weeks, probably no doubt as well. Scully, were you were you thinking by weeks at all?
0: Not until someone uh, mentioned it yesterday live and then I realised I got three receivers all on buys. I think week fourteen or something like that, or at least two of my starting receivers on on buys week fourteen. So I was like, okay, I best I best look at it and not draft another receiver who's who's on a bye that week. But other than that, like I said, not paying too much attention to it and I'm hoping by week fourteen that I've already clinched a playoff spot anyway, so it might not be so much. <laughs>
2: Playoff spot, top yeah. of the division, You can we'll um, rest that's a few. It.
0: That's it. I've just uh, just had a look through our teams as well, and what I absolutely love to see is the fact that me and Tom have got no other uh, AFC North teams within uh, players within our yeah. within our squad, <laughs> and you've got no NFC East teams within your is squad. Right. I don't know whether that's consciously we did that, but yeah. <laughs> No, no ratbirds, no Bengals, no
1: squealers in my team. And then... <laughs> I told you last week I was not drafting anyone from the Ravens <laughs> or the Browns. How uh, funny! Yeah, I was. Uh, I was delighted to be. To, I've got to pick at least one Steelers player, so I was racking my brain. I, in fairness, I wanted Frymouth as well as a as a second tight end option, but he disappeared. I think the pick before I was going to take him. So uh, I was happy to pick up uh, George Pickens. I think he's got good potential. Uh, and he was one when we were talking about the rookie uh, potentials that week. He would have been somebody that I would have highlighted, but I wanted to just keep him in me in my back pocket for myself uh, yeah. come draft day. So yeah, I was uh, I was happy with him.
2: Nice, yeah. I think it, well, it is for me subconscious. I, I think um, having said that, I would I wouldn't have probably had too many commanders. I don't know if he picked up Saquon. I think if it had been there. Um, Again, Cowboys. If someone would have fallen a bit further down, maybe Schultz, but but yeah, not not a big fan. then it's not worked out. Um, so so just to round off, really, then uh, Charlie, how are you feeling? I know again, like you, like you mentioned, really after that mispick, if you like, a bit uh, a bit deflated, probably from all the excitement that had been building for the last six months, really since season finished, and and your win, you received your little ring. How are you feeling now? Are you feeling confident? Is there a bit of a tactic or strategy now, or are you just—I don't know. How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling better than I did last night. So I say came home last night. I was a bit deflated. I think, like you said, since the Super Bowl, I've been thinking. I can't wait to get going again. And that many mock drafts, and it was a bit like, oh, I've not quite come away with the team that I was after. Um, but I think having looked through it last night and and again today, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy with. With what I've got in terms of weapons um, in my starting team, maybe my bench could potentially um, do with a bit of strengthening. But there's always that option to pick players up on waivers, and it's something that I'll be keep definitely keeping an eye on uh, going forward. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm happier than I was last night.
0: Good, good to hear, Scully. Yeah, happy, a lot happier than than I thought I would be. And yes, so much some I'm not going to do what I did last season and uh, try trading all my players away before I've even yeah. we've even had week one. And uh, obviously that didn't really work for me. And then every week I seem I to be trying to trade to try and catch back up. So you now I'm quite happy with the balance. I'm quite happy with some of the players that I've got got in reserve as well. There's a few. Well a lot of rookies there a lot of them but think but if they work out really well, it could be good and also uh, drafting eleven I'm not sure when this when this takes effects but i I've got second priority for for the waivers, so I'm not sure if that's after week one, which I'm hoping it is or it's uh, or it's before kickoff I'm not sure if you can let me know that
2: i think I think it is well, it's definitely before kickoff yeah. um before week one I think. Um, yeah, because when I put one in today, yeah, I was the same, but you know, I guess the third third choice. So I, I assume it is before week one, but then as soon, as soon as week one's taken place, it's maybe points scored, I think, um, after the win-loss record. I think it'll be. Um, good stuff. We'll have to try and sort out some way of kind of sharing our teams, whether it's week by week or who we've picked up, and then even some sort of mini-competition, although we don't play each other that often who's um, got the most points out of the three of us each week and uh, maybe some forfeits or something we'll see no,
0: no. I wish I was gutted with Tyler Lockett as well I can't believe you're disappointed with that pick it's not actually <laughs> a bad pick yeah.
2: you wait and see they've said they've what well 49ers have re-signed Garoppolo so um, so now he's a pretty Do cheap know trade first
0: name starter. <laughs> yeah big, big connection
2: yeah maybe once something happens once they pick someone up then um, yeah, who knows Who knows? So there we have it. Our recap, just 24 hours post-draft. It'll be interesting to revisit this episode once the season's over and just see how our tactics have played out and who we've kept hold of throughout the season. Will Brees Hall in the second round be a masterstroke? And will Scully's roster of rookie wide receivers ever make sense? Let us know what you think on hello at 2toms1ash.com And let us know who you've drafted. Leave us a five-star rating, a review, and all that other good stuff. Week one, in one week. See you on the next.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts?